couple of things to start the show that we need to talk about. First of all, everybody in the chat right now, I need you guys to give a round of applause. Because uh, our editor, Olsen, got himself a full-time gig. So he no longer will be able to edit our show for us, but we want to wish him the best. And we want to thank him for all that he's done for the show for the past like year-ish. So big thanks to Lord Olsen, our editor, and we wish him the best. Hopefully that means that, I mean, ultimately that means that I have to, you know, edit my own show. Ooh, gross. I almost feel like vomiting. Uh, but, you know, Olsen has done a lot for us. Uh, he helped us out. Like, he, he basically helped us get to the well-oiled machine that we are today. So big shout-outs to Olsen. Uh, Want to wish him the best of luck. Uh, it doesn't mean he is gone forever. Who knows what will happen, right? Maybe we'll see him at an event. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Uh, but I just wanted to let you guys know that he is off to greener, bigger and greener pastures. So congratulations to Lord Olson and big thank you for your service, sir. I remove my recap. Uh, trying to think. I feel like there was other stuff that I wanted to talk about before we start the show, but I don't remember. Um, oh, actually, yeah. So I saw this literally right before I started the show. Uh, so much so that I didn't even upload it into our uh, into the the thing here. But check this out. I I literally saw this like right as I started the show, and I had no idea this was going on until just recently. But oh no, there we go. Uh, Samurai Showdown, the final community beta test has begun as of like 15 minutes ago. So this is the final uh, rollback test for uh, Samurai Showdown, which has seen a lot of, uh, lots of ups and downs, right? It's been great, it's been terrible. So we have one more chance to let them test this out and get Sam Show on that rollback train, uh, which is very funny because Sam show Sam show has been plowing through with the rollback thing, but you know we we it's it's difficult to mention rollback and not mention Dragon Ball Fighters, which who knows what's been going on over there, right? Uh, but yeah, anywho, big Sam show beta test has started as of right now. So as soon as the show is over, not right now, as soon as the show is over, you guys can go play some Sam show. All right, got it. As my mom used to say, you gotta eat your meat and potatoes before you get the dessert. Got it. Before you get the dessert, dessert Sam show, meat and potatoes is sitting through this dredge of a show. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, this show is more like a good roast beef, I would like to say. Maybe like a like a, uh, a, a stew, if you will. Very tasty. Very fatty. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, anyway, I think it's time for us to get into the show. Uh, this week's recap is not the patented Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek Memorial Weekend Recap. It is a half-ass recap because I didn't do a good job this week. But we still got stuff. We're going to recap what happened over this weekend. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the halfest of ass of recaps. All right. Here we have... Wait, what was this? Uh, <laughs> like I told you, 
uh, half-ass recap. Uh, this is the Challenge of the Olympians, uh, which was a tournament over there in Greece. If you guys haven't kept up with social media, they sent uh, Bandai Namco sent Majin Obama over there uh, to keep us all informed on social media, which was really cool to see. Joey Fury taking the big gold medal once again over Anakin. It seems like Joey Fury, like the Joey Fury and Anakin rivalry, has been getting crazy recently. Uh, but shoutouts to Anakin making a crazy, crazy run in winners, losing to Joey Fury in, uh, in winners finals, and then making it all the way back. Uh, shoutouts to Lord Sefa Black, the Migwol player, taking the big third place bronze medal. Kokoma all the way up in fourth, losing to Sefa Black right before losers finals. Uh, Cuddlecore, Ayo Richie. Tying for fifth, so shoutouts. I'm a big fan of Cuddlecore, so shoutouts to Cuddlecore, making it all the way over there to the top five. And tied for seventh, we have Tibetano and Tetsu. So shoutouts to the top eight for the challenge of the Olympians uh, over there in Greece. Uh, congratulations to everybody on a good showing. Next, we'll go all the way from Europe to North America. That's right. Mexico is in North America. Let's talk about Thunderstruck. This is the Tekken bracket for Thunderstruck, and it went to Geese Joestar. Uh, who knew that a Joestar existed in the real world and played Geese? So congratulations to Geese Joestar taking it over Moi Kusanagi in the grand finals to take first place. Moi Kusanagi taking the, uh, the silver medal and El Tondo X taking the big bronze. El Horror uh, placing fourth and... Kazador, oh boy, Kazador Prota and Tachi tying for fifth, and Raz X and Ro tying for seventh. So shoutouts to the Mexican scene for showing up for Tekken. Next, we're going to Strive. Strive at Thunderstruck was taken by Danny. Danny taking the big gold medal over Garlic Bread's silver medal. Loki taking third. Uh, Kyo Ken and KSG. Taking fourth, War Pig and Zombie Thor tying for fifth, and last but absolutely not least, Morio and Neku tying for seventh. Let's keep it going. We're still in Mexico for some Street Fighter Six, and it was taken by Kusanagi. Kusanagi taking it over Maximoff in the grand finals. Yurio Velorio making it all the way to third place. Shoutouts to Yurio Velorio. Uh, Jay Wong's Hokuto, Jay Wong sponsored Hokuto. Making it all the way to fourth place. Taco at Chantenkas. Chantekas? Oh man, I'm so sorry for butchering names this week. Uh, tying for fifth and AZA Belmont and MJ Gamma tying for seventh. And last but not least, since we are indeed in Mexico, we gotta take the last uh, game as KOF. So. BS Coopat J taking the big gold medal again. I'm sorry, I'm butchering names this week, man. Uh, taking it over Lokov in the grand finals. Wero Asamiya taking the big bronze medal. Calfero Onesto taking fourth place. Kula and Shadow X tying for fifth. And Zaga and Reno. Or is it Rhino? I'm sorry. Again, bad with pronunciations. Uh, Tying for seventh. So shout outs to some Mexican KOF, the best of KOFs.
congratulations to everybody on a good showing. And this, ladies and gents, has been your very half-assed <laughs> weekend recap. All right, we made it back. Boy, uh, I, again, I'm sorry for the, <laughs> the half-ass recap. Uh, I figured it would be better to have a recap than not. Uh, especially because, you know, admittedly, I don't know if you guys have felt this too, but it feels like it's been kind of light week as far as light weeks as far as FGC news goes, right? Um, there hasn't been much moving. You know, Street Fighter Six is out, Mortal Kombat One is out, Evo's over. Not a lot of majors coming up, right? Um, I think like the next big major is ECT. No, is it ECT that's this weekend, or maybe next weekend? Anyway, uh, we have stuff to look forward to though, so that's good. Uh, but anywho, so I wanted to talk about the Tekken 8 beta, which is coming out next week. According to the website, I believe they said that you sh we should be hearing back from uh, we should be hearing back from Bandai Namco about who made it in and who did not make it into the closed beta test next week for Tekken 8. Uh, this coming weekend, or in the beginning of next week, as the beta starts on Friday. What can we expect? from the closed beta test. It is not a closed network test, if you guys recall. The past test was a closed network test. It was a CNT. Now we're going to CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. We all need a lot of that, so good stuff. Here is what we can expect from the Tekken 8 beta that's coming out next week. First of all, here's the big, assi uh, big sign that they put up on Twitter. It is starting on... October 20th and ending on October 23rd. Registration ended as of yesterday. And it is starting at 9 CEST, which I'm assuming is British. It starts at midnight Pacific. And it starts at 4 o'clock Japan time. For more information, you can... JST is Japan. Yeah, I don't know what CEST. I think, is that like Central Eastern? <laughs> Never mind. I'm just going to shut up. Uh, anyway, so this is <laughs> this is Central Europe. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Anyway, uh, here are what we can expect. Here are the future features of what we can experience during uh, this closed network test. We can have ranked matches up to 10 rank. Uh, which supports cross-platform matchmaking. Hooray, Banam. Uh, we got the Tekken Fight Lounge, which is the Tekken Battle Hub, as it were, with avatar customization, player customization, text chat, ghost match, which I don't know if you guys have seen the ghost match stuff. That stuff looks amazing. Uh, it's essentially where an AI watches how you play, and then somebody can play the AI that learned how you played. Right. Uh, the the big example they showed was Mishi Master fighting against his AI, and it was a dead even. It's crazy. If this, if the ghost match works like it's supposed to, and it works like how I have it in my brain, the level of Tekken is about to skyrocket in a way we have never uh, experienced before. So that'll be that'll be very very interesting. Uh, and last but not least, we got matching from arcade cabinets. Hooray! Uh, we, oh, yeah, we also got the battle tutorial, so you can learn how to play Tekken, and some quick match if you don't want to play ranked. So, shout-outs to Lord Bandai Namco for giving us a very feature-rich feature 
rich, uh, what you call it? A feature rich uh, beta for us to enjoy. Hopefully for us to enjoy. Uno momento, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I really hope I get in. Tekken 8 is... Tekken 8, I only got to play at Combo Breaker when it was an alpha, right? I haven't got to play the uh, the game after that. So I'm super curious how different the game is. And I'm super curious at how some of the characters feel. Speaking of characters, here are the characters we can expect to fight. We got Jin, Kazuya, Jun, Paul, Law, King, Lars, Anna, Xiaoyu, Jack A, Asuka, Leroy, Lily, Huarong, Brian, Claudio, Azucena, Raven, and Fong. I am so sad Dragonov is not there. I am so sad Dragonov is not there. Uh, of course, this, I believe, is 19 characters, right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 times 3 is 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, 19 characters to use in the beta. Uh, I think they announced that 32 characters are who will be uh, in the full roster. So there's still, uh, there's still you know, uh, another 11 characters that we have yet to see. So shout-outs to... I'm sorry, 12 characters uh, that we have yet to see. So shout-outs to Tekken. Uh, again, I'm... I'm curious to see how Leroy works, man. I've been working on some Leroy in Tekken 7. Uh, during the alpha, I got to play some Jack. And even though I don't know much about Jack, I was able to play very, very well. It was a lot of fun. So I'm super duper excited to try out some other characters, man. Uh, Tekken looks cool. And last but not least, we got the who, we got the when, but we don't got the where. So let's take a look at the stages. Oh boy, this uh, <laughs> this is very small. We got Urban Square, also known as Times Square. We got the Yakushima, which is the, the hut where June lives. We got the Rebel Hangar. We got whatever's on the bottom left that I can't read. We got the Arena. And we have the Ortiz Farm, which is uh, in Peru. Uh, the Azucena stage. Oh, Sanctum is on the bottom left. Thank you. Thank you. My eyes suck. Uh, but yeah, and we have the brand new Peruvian Ortiz farm. So if you all want to go see how coffee is made and go check, uh, go hang out with some llamas and some people jamming out on the uh, traditional Peruvian instruments, that's where you need to go. You feel me? Wait. There we go. Sorry, having some def technical difficulties. Uh, so that's what we can expect from the beta next week. I'm super excited to at least try the ghost mode if I get... Uh, again, this is if I get in, right? Because uh, I haven't had a lot of luck getting into betas aside from the Street Fighter Six beta. Which I almost didn't get in because I fucked up the... <laughs> I screwed up the... I screwed up the, the sign-up process, so unfortunate. However... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find out soon. We'll find out by next week uh, if we got in. And if we got in, then we'll be playing it all weekend, man. It's going to be lots of fun. Lots of fun on a bun. Cool. Everybody excited for Tekken 8? Who are you guys going to play? I'm definitely looking at Leroy. I'm going to try out Jack again. Jack was really fun to play. Uh, I also really want to try out Zucena, man. You know, she's the, new, she's the new gal on the block with all her sidesteps and crazy ups and downs and lefts and rights and dodges and stuff. So, should be a grand day old time. Uh... Really like Asuka. Dude, she looks cool, man. She looks like she has, like, uh, like reserve stocks, right? Like, she'll, she'll stock up on stuff, which will be pretty cool. 
Uh, actually, there's a lot of characters that look like that, right? And I think, what was it, June's thing is, like, she loses health and gains health uh, with certain strikes. And then Jack has, like, crazy armor moves that look ridiculous. Leroy probably has a billion parries that are really good. Uh, King is King. Jack is Jack. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Paul is Paul. Law is Law. So, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what how different the game feels, right? Because when I played it at Combo Breaker, it, the game was fast, right? It felt, like, super snappy. Um, I, I think from what I saw, the big thing that is changed is the combo system is different. Like, you can only get certain launchers now. Once the combo started, whereas before you could use like a launcher and you could use a screw and then you could use like something else, like one of the heat mechanics or whatever, and then you like got to basically juggle someone forever. From what I've seen and from what I remember, that is changed. So the combo structure is going to be a little bit different. So I'm excited to go see that. I'm excited, man. I don't know, man. I, I like Tekken. I feel like I don't play Tekken enough and I'm sad about it. So I'm always happy for more Tekken. Next, King J wrote a tweet <laughs> that caused quite a bit of stir in uh, the FGC, and it was specifically a tweet about FGC content and how there is a big hole in FGC content uh, that we should fix and things like, uh, and he specifically wanted to see like podcasts Player interviews. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and and other pieces of content that, you know, we haven't seen too, too much. Uh, to King J's credit, seeing that tweet hurt me personally. However, it's stuff that we needed to see, right? It's stuff that was required viewing to really show that, like, people don't know I exist, which, you know, fair. Um, uh, but you know, the, the fact that there is like this weird gap of FGC content, even though it exists, it's like, you have to like really seek it out, uh, is very difficult. So he had a discussion on his stream today. Uh, I was very fortunate that I got to participate in it for like half of it. I think I, I got to participate for the first hour or so. Uh, and it was a very, very good discussion with a lot of really cool FGC content creators that I did not know exist. And that's kind of the big issue, right? And this is something that we've talked on our morning streams before. It feels like with the geology that we face, right? The circumstances are extremely, extremely different. So like, for example, Japan, everybody's like super tight knit. It really feels like a community. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody likes everybody. When the US were so fragmented, right? Because we're physically way farther apart. So it's super difficult to interact with people when you live like six hour, like a six hour flight away and time zone is different by like three hours or four hours, right? Same thing with uh, people in Europe, right? There were a lot of European content creators there that I did not know. I did not know King J, right? Uh, but now that I do, I'm a big fan. And like, and there was so many people uh, in that call that had so much to say, um, and that was very valuable. And the fact that everybody kind of moved towards the same thought pattern that I did as far as solution makes me feel really good, right? Whereas, uh, where the solution is, we need to talk to each other more and collaborate more. And really act as a community, right? Like there was even a guy from uh, from Ghana 
there, which was awesome, right? Uh, and it goes to show that, like, you know, there's there like there's people in the FTC everywhere, uh, but because of geology and because of where we are in the world, unfortunately, like we need to work a little bit harder at unifying. So uh, that was a super duper cool discussion that we had that uh, I was really excited to be a part of. Alrighty, so I see that Vagabond has tried to log in but did not get all the way in. Vagabond, I am extremely happy to have you on this show, not only because I'm super happy to see you do well, but um, I doubt you remember this. But 2017, Texas Showdown, you eliminated me from a bracket. And I think I don't remember. I don't remember if it was like the Red Bull bracket or if it was like the main bracket. But yeah. as I was losing, like in my mind, I was just spiraling out of control about like how bad I was. And immediately <laughs> after I lost, you turned to me and you like gave me like a Christian side hug and you were like, dude, it's you're good, man. Don't get too nervous. And then you showed me some tech and I walked away with a pep in my step feeling good. So I think you were an amazing <laughs> and, human and being. I, I remember I and you know, I appreciate that. I actually do remember that interaction because you asked me about Punk right after that set, and I told you the way he whiff punishes is he. It, it at the time, this is what I was thinking, right? I, I was thinking he whiff punishes based on proximity, but to mm -hmm. be honest, it's just his game awareness and reactions. He whiff punishes because. At the time, everybody was so impressed with Punk. He was like the new blood, right? He was yeah. winning all the tournaments, winning everything, and nobody could fi figure out how he was so consistent with his whiff punishing. Mm -hmm. And so we were discussing that. I do remember that conversation, that interaction. Yeah. No, man. It, it, ever since then, I've been a big fan. Because, you know, like it's very easy to just be like, all right, I'll just let this guy be sad. But you were like super, uh, <laughs> you were, like, super uh, uplifting, uh, super supportive. So... And I remember we played a shit ton that. online ever since then. So yes, yes, we did, <laughs> we did for sure. I remember your Karen. Hell yeah! I used you and I used to play this other Karen a lot too. Uh, Urban Flow at the time. Oh yeah, I used to play him a lot. Yeah, Urban Flow. And so yeah, yeah, I definitely remember our sets. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah good dude. times. Man, Street Fighter Five was a pretty good game. It, it was okay, honestly. It wasn't my favorite, but it was all right. It got better towards the end, but I kind of stopped playing when it got good. Yeah, when did you, like, uh, do you remember what season you stopped playing around? So I I stopped playing because I stopped traveling to tournaments around, it was like probably 2018. Mm -hmm. um, so I traveled 2017, and then 2018 was when I kind of stopped. And I kind of stopped playing altogether around the time when Kage came out. So it was mm -hmm. the start of season four, I think, right? Yeah. I think that was the start of season four. So that that's when I just completely stopped playing. And I, I stopped playing for like around almost three years. Mm -hmm. Do you mind me asking, and if you're comfortable sharing, like what caused you to stop playing? Uh, well, just family stuff. Honestly, I was overseas for a while mm -hmm. and I just didn't even get a chance to really play because I'm the type of person where if I'm not competing, if I'm not being competitive, I don't like I, I'm I'm really competitive, right? So if I'm not comp uh, uh, practicing and playing for the sake of competition, I see no point in playing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that makes so, sense. So so I wasn't I wasn't traveling or I wasn't competing in any tournaments, and where I was at the time, there was like the infrastructure was pretty bad, mm -hmm. um, and so there you know I couldn't even play online because Street Fighter Five didn't have the best netcode either, yeah. right? 
So it, it was just kind of all of those factors made me just not want to play. I was just playing single player games at the time, playing stuff like Ghost of Tsushima and like Sekiro and stuff like that. Hell yeah. Dude, I feel like you and I have a very similar life experience because I kind of stopped traveling as well in 2018 and was playing single really? player games. So uh, I think I feel like our brains are <laughs> yeah, wired very sure. much similarly. That's, that's awesome. Hey, sometimes you got to, you know, step away from the fighting games and all the, the sweat lords and all that crazy stuff and just just play some single player games. You know, you, you want to have a game on the side that you can kind of just take a break from mentally, especially a game like Street Fighter Six. That's extremely taxing. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, and just, just play something else on the side to kind of just, you know, detox. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So let me let me ask you about like your beginning in the FGC like what got you into fighting games or like what was your first like FGC experience as it were okay this is an awesome question I get asked this quite a lot but I love telling this story every time uh well I grew up playing fighting games with my I have two siblings they're older I'm the youngest one so we we grew up playing like uh you know the classic fighting games like street fighter 2 x-men versus street fighter marvel superheroes all of the playstation 1 and dreamcast fighting games we were never good at them mm -hmm. until like third strike where we kind of started to be a little competitive we started watching like you know the japanese footage and japanese players and at the time i was in um houston texas and we, mm -hmm. we went to uh there was an arcade back then called planet zero it was a really famous arcade. It was like the, the only one in Texas. I think this was before UFO Arcade in Austin. This mm -hmm. one was in Houston. But so we kind of, uh, my siblings and I, we kind of started playing Third Strike seriously and just learning the mechanics and stuff on a higher level. Um, but we never really got good enough to compete. We didn't go to any tournaments for it. Then when I was around 10 or 11 years old, I went to my first tournament. And this was, I went with my brothers. And this was for, um, uh, Guilty Gear Accent Core. So this was the original Accent Core before Plus and before Plus R. So this is like the original version that was extremely broken. Slayer and Eddie and these characters were busted, right? I'm not sure if you're familiar with the old Accent Core, but yeah, like it was very unbalanced. Yeah. And so I went there and, and uh, you know, I, I didn't feel confident in competing. So I just kind of, I was like, you know, I'm going to just let my brothers compete and I'll just play casual sets versus players because there are some good Houston players there and that were actually competing in the tournament. So my brothers, they did pretty good, you know, considering that we only played each other, so they had no matchup experience outside of just the characters, you know, the three of us played. And so they did pretty good, but me, I was just playing casuals, and people were asking me, they're like, hey, where are you from, and like, when did you start playing? And I'm like, I've been playing for a while, I just don't travel, this is our first tournament. So that that was probably um, 2008, I, yeah. I'd say, like 2008 or 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 six actually it might be 2006 around there though that that was my first experience so it was playing guilty gear accent core and so people were like they're they're calling me the 11 year old monster i wasn't <laughs> even that good at the time but i really wasn't that good but they're just hyping me up you know everybody loves a young kid that can do a combo or two 100 <laughs> percent uh so from there um, and I, I know you said you, you and your brothers played a lot of Third Strike. Like, what happened that caused you from being, like, a quote-unquote casual player that would just go to tournaments to play casuals to, like, a top player? Like, what, did you have, like, uh, somebody, like, somebody outside of your brothers that, like, taught you how to play the game? Like, what happened that, like, got you to where you are essentially now? Um, it kind of, uh, I guess it was kind of a natural progression. 
so what happened was we never really wanted to like compete like that wasn't really a thought for us we just kind of played amongst each other we'd get salty and we'd rage at each other right <laughs> and you know talk trash to each other and just it was kind of like brothers thing right mm -hmm. so until we started to really watch some of the the high level footage like watching uh, like the SBO, do you remember that Togeki yeah, SBO, the Japan tournaments, right? So we used to watch uh, like the SBO videos on Guilty Gear and watch uh, like the um, the Third Strike tournaments and stuff like that. So it it, it kind of didn't start like I'd say, you know, we wanted to be competitive, but we never took that next step to actually start being competitive. We'd still play amongst each other. Then when Street Fighter 4 came out was when I went to like my first official tournament. This was, I was in high school at the time. And so it, it kind of, I guess the drive was just there of me playing online versus other players. Yeah. And so, you know, my I, I expanded, broadened my horizons from just playing two people to playing a whole bunch of people in Street Fighter 4. Right. I never did travel much for offline sessions or anything. I couldn't drive and I didn't want to, you mm -hmm. know, burden anybody else. So by the time Street Fighter 4 became like uh like the new fighting game, right? My brothers kind of stopped playing. They started doing their own thing in life. So I was the only one still playing fighting games. Uh and, and it, it was a passion. It's, it still is, right? Of course. It's it's mm -hmm. one of my only passions in life, right? So um so I guess it was around the start of Street Fighter 4 where I went to a tournament and, and I got I, I won my first Street Fighter 4 tournament that I entered. It was Whoa. versus Jan. Whoa, <laughs> and, and in so, Houston, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Houston. So so then they're like, what the hell? Like, where are you from? And <laughs> a, a friend of mine from Houston, he, he goes by Silent Assassin. His name is Justin. He told me about this tournament happening at some, it was like a Dave and Buster's. It was called Smiley's. And so he was like, there's this tournament going down. You know, I see you playing online. I know you're from Houston. You should come out. And so I did, and I ended up winning, right? And so since then, that kind of made me want to keep going. And then I and then I, I, I met a lot of good players online, too, like Street Fighter 4 players, like Punk. I've known Punk since I was in high school, mm -hmm. right? He used to go by uh, Mustard Ken, like, and that, that was his gamer tag back then. And so we've known each other for a long time, and Smug and, and a few other players I started to get really cool with around Super Street Fighter 4. And so, so you know, playing these good players, it also made me want to see how far I can take my game and, and take it to the next level. And winning that first tournament, it, it made me realize that, hey, I'm good enough to compete with some of these great players, right? Hell yeah. No, that's awesome, especially since, like, you know, it's everybody, like, the general FGC population's first tournament is always an 0-2, so to win your first tournament, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I guess beginner's luck, right? <laughs> uh, so, so you're mostly just kind of, like, you just grew up playing then. Like, you, did you have, like, an FGC mentor of any kind? Like, was there anybody who taught you how to play, like, once you started taking stuff seriously? Um, sorry, you totally asked that question earlier, and I completely oh, I no, went on a good. tangent, and I forgot to answer that part of the question. No, no, no. I asked you like any um, questions at once. So. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I, I have like long, extremely descriptive and detailed answers. <laughs> it's a bad habit, but I try to be as 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 detailed as I can be. But um, let's see. So a mentor, I'd say, um, other than just my like. Other than my brothers, there is one mentor I had that kind of helped me um, when I felt like I was I was uh, plateauing. Right, mm -hmm. I felt like I was my skill level was becoming stagnant. I wasn't really improving much. Uh, there is one mentor I can say for sure. He helped me kind of 
understand more of the the intricate parts of the game. Like, let's say, you know, certain like this was in Street Fighter Four, and uh, um, he helped me kind of elevate my game to the next level. And this person, you you guys probably know him. Uh, he goes by Hamad, White yeah, Tower yeah. Hamad. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Okay. So he was playing Guilty Gear for a while. He, he used to play Fei Long. So he, he's a really, really smart dude. Like he's extremely smart. Um, and so uh, he, he kind of, uh, he would give me this advice and, and certain things that I wasn't doing in my gameplay. And he's like, you need to uh, work on this. He's like, and he'd always be very encouraging as well. He wouldn't like put you down. He'd be like, you're, you're a really good player. You're amazing. You're there. You're there with the, some of these best players in the world, but you need to start doing this and you can, you need to start implementing this in your game plan start thinking of the game. Like, like so he, it was very intricate and very detailed what he would tell me, but it, it helped me kind of see things that I, I wasn't able to identify on my own. Right. So Hamad, I'd say was uh, definitely a mentor for me. No, that's awesome. Uh, I got to know him when I started traveling for Street Fighter Five, and he's a great human being. Um, so yes, it's awesome. Sure. Yeah, it's Amazing awesome to guy. hear. It's awesome to hear. I remember. I think my first, the first tournament in Texas that I went to was an absolute battle that he was in, like top eight for. I think. Okay, there you in go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yep. absolute battle in Dallas. Yep, that's right. I've I've been to a couple of those. Yeah. So yes, sir, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's he's awesome. He's a great person, dude. That's. Man, that's so cool. Uh, especially since I haven't heard Hamad's name in a while. Although I've seen I've seen him start streaming, uh, like every yes, once in a while with Street stream. Fighter Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should check out his streams. He's always trolling and stuff. He's a hilarious <laughs> dude, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> He's yeah. a cool guy. Hell yeah, dude. That's so cool. Um, so in learning how to play fighting games, of course, like you you said, you started plateauing. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you faced? in fighting games like you said you started plateauing like what exactly started happening that you felt yourself plateauing that you needed uh hamad's help to improve um okay so let's see so me personally um i and you know not to brag or anything but i always feel like i pick up games fast mm -hmm. but my weakness is i'm able to pick up a game learn the mechanics get good at it fast but then after a certain point i start to not know where to go not know where to improve on Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's when I feel like other players start to catch up. And now I feel like, damn, I'm being left behind. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like my gameplay isn't improving. So um, I feel like it's, it's a matter of um, not like it's a matter of, of looking at your gameplay, analyzing it beyond just just surface level right mm -hmm. so beyond just the obvious stuff like i'm not with punishing enough i'm not anti-airing or i missed this i need to optimize this you know so it's beyond that it's more of of tendencies understanding what the other opponent or the other character likes to do and so it's more of like these these uh uh like intricate situations and scenarios that i feel like it takes me a while to kind of comprehend them and so with somebody like Hamad pointing them out to me it makes it easier for me to pick up on certain things right so it's it's more of like the the intricate parts of my gameplay that I failed to after a certain while I feel like okay I need to figure out how I can improve now and so what I do to kind of assist in that is um I, and this is what I've been doing for Street Fighter 6 as well especially after like a tournament loss or something you know, it sucks having to go back and rewatch your loss, right? Especially if it's like a close set and or especially if it's a set in like top eight or to win the tournament or something. But I always try to, you know, swallow my pride, swallow that jagged pill 
mm-hmm. and just rewatch the set and analyze it, right? And, and that's what I feel like a lot of players should do as well is just go back and analyze their sets. Another thing that helps me improve a lot when I feel like I'm plateauing is um, I study a lot of top players. Other, like, for example, Luke players. I play Luke in this game, right, mm-hmm. in Street Fighter Six. Yeah. So I'm watching, like, Bon John. I'm watching NL. I'm watching the American Lukes as well, like Duel Kevin, Noah. And I'm seeing how, how these players are, are playing um, certain matchups and certain strategies they're doing. So I ex-copy a lot of stuff. Like, all my stuff is... I'd say a lot of it, 90% of it is me copying other people's setups and I just implement them into my own gameplay. Yeah. Uh, no, so, imitation so, is the greatest studying, form of flattery, right? There you go, right? So studying <laughs> top players and, and their and how they approach matchups and stuff like that is really helpful. And I think that can benefit anybody. 100%. Uh, so with learning how to like self assess and improve from there? Like, are there any skills or concepts that you've learned in fighting games that you've been able to apply to like other areas of your life? Um, let's see. So I feel like instead of learn in fighting games, I feel like it's more of, for me personally, it's more of other things I've learned in life that will help in fighting games versus mm-hmm. stuff I've learned in fighting games that will will help in real life, right? And I feel like a lot of it, and I've had this conversation with friends before, and we always joke about it because there used to be this guy uh, back in the Street Fighter 4 days. His name was Kaizen, Kaizen Master. And he was like this super deep analytical thinker. And, and we kind of just clown on him because we were young. We were in mm-hmm. high school and we just talked shit, right? Um, and so, but this guy had some really good points. And he... <laughs> He made this really funny point this one time, and we we still remember it. Like me and uh, like three or four other friends, and he's like, he's like, oh, he would say stuff like in this crazy tone. He'd be like, oh, uh, by the way, you're playing. I I can tell you listen to rap music. So he'd say the brand. <laughs> so he'd say funny stuff like that, and some of it would make sense, and some of it would just be like, yo, what is this dude on something? Like, I, I want what I want what he's on, right? <laughs> like. <laughs> So, so, um, but a lot of that stuff, I feel like, you know, as, as I'm becoming, um, you know, I'm, be, I'm getting older, I'm 27 now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have a family now too. And so, you know, as I'm growing up and I, I feel like some of the stuff I'm having to deal with in life, more responsibilities, having to be more patient with a lot of things, I feel like that's translating into the gameplay as well. So patience from my real life scenario and situation kind of helps me be more patient when I'm playing and fighting games, right? And and so if I was to answer your question about what fighting game skills, um, I mean, I don't honestly, I don't know. Maybe more discipline. Mm-hmm. So being able to like, you know, like I said earlier, swallow my pride and 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 kind of watch my replays right after a loss helps me accept certain things more in life if they don't go my way, right? So stuff like that, you can say for sure translates, you know, vice versa, real life to fighting games and fighting games to real life. So that's awesome. So while we're since you just mentioned, like you're getting older, you have a family now. So like priorities are changing. How do you balance the the family life with grinding out a competitive fighting game to the point where like you're, you know, you're winning tournaments or getting like top eights and top 16s in Street Fighter six? it's it's tough man it's tough and i hate making this excuse because you know in, in a sense it is an excuse but at the same time it's reality mm-hmm. and the fact that because i work a full-time job so i work 40 hours a week i have a family right 
and um and so i have you know uh, more responsibilities outside of just the uh just family stuff like i have my parents and stuff too so i'm i'm having to to juggle a lot of things in life right now and so it, it's it's tough but i try to um like the time the limited time i do have i try to use it wisely right so work smarter not harder yeah. right so i i get like an hour or maybe an hour and a half every weekday to just uh, my own time, right? When the family's asleep or they're doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when I can grind the game. And I try to use that time to, uh, analyze other, other players matches or play certain matchups, invite like top level players of that character. So I can learn that matchup and focus on one matchup at a time. And so, um, and, and honestly, that's it. Just, just on the weekends is when I can do most of my grinding. Right. And I'll play ranked and stuff like that. But even at work, and, and honestly, like this isn't good, but there's downtime at work, right? And I, I'm I'm at work watching Luke replays. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how I that's how I'm able to kind of stay on top of everything. At the same time, I ha I play with a lot of strong players, right? And I'm always they're inviting me, I'm inviting them, right? So you know, quote unquote, I have that I guess top player uh, privilege <laughs> that they'll join me and I'll join their their lobby, right? And so that helps me learn these matchups faster because I'm playing these uh, these players who play the character at such a high level. Gotcha. So so it's it's just it's just working smarter, working more efficiently with the time I had. Gotcha. No, um, I ever since I started working from home, I've always like had like something FGC on my other monitor. So I totally get that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no. And, and that's really cool. So you, so like you're, I, I know for, especially since things have started going more online with like street fighter four, five and six, uh, you, you mentioned like you're playing more people or like you're, you're kind of cultivating who you play. Like you're like focusing on who you play instead of just like playing randomly on ranked has has like losing the emphasis on ranked like help you improve as a player or do you still like really focus on rank when you do have the time to do it uh so initially with street fighter 6 uh rank wasn't a big deal but since the mr system came out man it's become like it's the MR system is it's it's toxic, honestly. Yeah. It really is. It, becomes <laughs> like, it, it sucks, you know, to admit it. And I'll admit, I'm I'm a, you know, uh, I'm one of the people that that get kind of addicted to the MR grind, right? Mm -hmm. And it's bad because then, you know, ranked at the same time, it's not necessarily uh, like great for. Sometimes you develop bad habits playing ranked because you're just trying to get a win for points, right? Yeah. You'll do whatever it takes to get that win, and and sometimes that means playing really impatient or scrubby or doing some desperate tactics and stuff like that. So, um, you know, when I do get the time, I, ever since I got like a little over two thousand MR, I've kind of just been taking it chill. Like I, I've hit uh, 2090, I've hit almost close to 2100 and then I drop down and then I take a break. And so it hasn't, the grind hasn't been as extreme and I try not to, um, you know, I try not to grind for too long, at, at least ranked because uh, I feel like after a certain point, if you start losing, man, you're going to keep losing and it becomes like a, like a domino effect. It keeps getting worse or, or a snowball effect yeah. right it, it, the snowball keeps getting bigger and so you keep losing points and then at that point you're just like all right let me just take a break but your pride doesn't allow you to take a break so yeah. this this new uh the new mr system is kind of toxic i'll be honest and you know i'm a victim of it but uh, at the same time uh you know if, if i'm 
I try to only play like a couple hours over the weekend of ranked. And then I try to use the rest of my time to play versus other good players in uh, custom lobby sets. So, gotcha. so just the fact that I'm able, just the fact that Street Fighter Six has like the best net code of any Street Fighter game so far, um, is is a, a blessing, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. able to play West Coast uh, players like JB and 801 Strider and a lot of these other good friends of mine. I'm able to play them like with great, uh, you know, online conditions. It's not super laggy, and and you know, like even I'm even able to play. JB has a younger brother. He plays Guile. His name is Lex. I play him a lot of times too, and he has a great go. So, oh, yeah. yeah, he's in he's in the UK, by the way. So uh, oh, cool. I'm able to play him too. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I have so one quick question. It is uh, nine oh one on my end. Do you have a couple? Uh, do you have a couple more minutes for a couple more questions? Yeah, for sure. For okay. sure. Uh, I joined late, so I figured I'd, I'd you know so I, since I wasted some of your time, let me make up for it. No, nah, man, it's a talk show. I was just talking. So it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. No hey, time I'm wasted. here to talk. I got some time to kill. <laughs> okay, awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, we can talk. Okay, uh, so a question from the chat uh, that I think is uh, a good question for now is from SKBZI. He asked, uh, do you still get really, or like, do you get really salty when you lose today? <laughs> uh, salt is, is, is one of those things that you can never escape. <laughs> <laughs> the, the salt will always be there. It's just a matter of, of now that, you know, being a family man and all, uh, you, you kind of have to control it a little more mm. <laughs> <laughs> versus in the past, right? <laughs> but, yeah, of course, everybody gets salty. I, I, I can't think of a single person who's competitive, who plays the game uh, competitively that doesn't get salty. Like, that just, that just, in my opinion, doesn't exist, right? They'll be able to mask the salt. They'll be able to hide it. But if you're competitive and this game means something to you, when you lose, you're going to get salty. So, yeah, yeah I, I do get salty. <laughs> For sure. I get salty as hell sometimes. Yeah, man. Salt's the spice of life, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. So I, I want to talk about this, the switch from Street Fighter Five to Street Fighter Six, right? I know you had mentioned that uh, the very like the very launch of Street Fighter Five, the game was okay, but, you know, a lot of the game also wasn't okay. Uh and now we have something like Street Fighter Six, where it launched in like quite possibly like the best condition that a modern Street Fighter sure. game has launched. Um, how oh, do yeah. you feel with Street Fighter Six? Like, are you liking the game uh, compared to some of the previous games? Like, how are how are you generally feeling? Um, <clears throat> Street Fighter Six, I think, is is a great game as far as a vanilla iteration of a game of a Street Fighter game goes. It's the best we've seen in probably forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd say I definitely enjoy it more than Street Fighter Five. Um, and Street Fighter Five was it was fun in the beginning, but mm-hmm. it, it was kind of uh, it was kind of it, I'd say it was more unbalanced than Street Fighter Six is now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Street Fighter Six is a great vanilla iteration. There are changes I'd like to see in the game, and some nerfs to characters, including my own Luke. I, mm-hmm. I feel I know a few nerfs off the top of my head that Luke needs as well. But certain nerfs to some of the top tiers like JP, Ken, and Luke, and and some of the drive rush, like the drive mechanics, like uh, the perfect parry and the drive rush, they can be tweaked, in my opinion. You can leave drive impact the same. Mm -hmm. I think drive impact, you don't see it as much because it's a huge risk, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in high-level play. So I'd say don't change drive impact, but definitely change the way perfect parry um, and the way drive rush works. And if you want me to go into detail on how I, I'd like them to be changed, I can. But 
Um, so I'll, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, drive parry. Um, this is the perfect parry mechanic. The scaling and everything is fine. Uh, the startup is fine too. What they need to do is they need to have parry if you don't get the perfect parry. They should have more um, recovery on that to where you can punish it easier for a person who misses the perfect parry. Mm-hmm. Right? Because a regular parry, I think, has seven frames of recovery when you let go of it. It needs to have more re- recovery frames. So it's more of a risk. Uh, attached to doing a parry so let's say they miss time a perfect parry and you they parry a jab when they release the parry you should be able to punish them mm. you see what i'm saying so because yeah. normally if they can keep holding the parry and they'll get thrown but if they release the parry there needs to be more recovery frames to where you can get a, a better punish or even punish them right mm. so maybe that's in my opinion that's one change that would make perfect parry um more balanced without completely destroying it right because some people just want it gone they want it destroyed neutered complete completely right mm. so i don't want to completely destroy the mechanic but that's one way to balance it um another thing for drive rush they should make it to or maybe drive rush from a parry instead of uh using one drive gauge or one drive bar, it needs to use two drive bars mm-hmm. and, and and make it a punished counter state if you hit them out of it, something like that. Yeah, uh, I agree with the drive rush. I don't think I agree with the parry, but that's opinion-based, so we can have that discussion some yeah, other yeah, time. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. That's just something I thought of at the top of my head. Mm. I don't know if it's a crazy idea or not, but yeah, I'm, I mean, that's what discussion is for. Yeah. I, I like the fact that you don't agree with it. That yeah, makes no, it more interesting. I, I think if... You didn't lose drive meter when you're blocking normally. I would agree with your change way more, right? Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like you kind of need to use drive parry That's to fair. manage your meter. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. But with that said, though, I would love to see drive rush cost more. And I would also love to see drive rush and not eat inputs. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big one. And, you know, it's funny because I thought they they patched that out, but I'm still, uh, you know, missing so many inputs because of the startup of Dry Rush, man. Like, there are so many times when uh, I'll try to neutral jump when I'm thinking DJ's going to drive rush so I can cross him up with a jump, neutral jump medium kick or something, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to drive rush under me, and, and my neutral jump doesn't come, come out at all. Yeah. And he's just standing there, and I just get hit by something, you know, stuff like that. So the, the inputs for sure overall, like, if, if it was one change, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's literally the biggest change I think everybody can agree with is the inputs. They need to, they need to make the, the super reversal uh, on like on the wake up. They need to make a, the reversal window a little bigger because mm-hmm. you miss supers so much. Yep. And, and, and they need to tighten up some of these inputs because, man, the game has a, a, like a really hard time reading some of these inputs. This, the, the reading is bad. It's pretty shitty. Yeah, I'm honest. happy. I'm happy to hear you say that because those are issues that I've been getting frustrated with. So hearing this is very validating. <laughs> oh no, trust me. I, I I mean I'm in the I'm in like a Discord with JB and like uh, Punk and Smug, and they they have the same complaints all the time, man. Okay. They say the same thing. Hell yeah! yeah. I'm so not it's not scared. only you and me. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Everybody's having that problem. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, I mean, we could discuss like. Uh, nerfs and buffs and all that but i want to get to the g league because yeah. that was if i'm not mistaken like your mm-hmm. first like really big win in street fighter 6 right yes 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 the first big one with like a, a bunch of the best players in the country right yeah so how did yeah. how did that whole tournament feel like when you were working your way up to number one like were you like getting increasingly nervous or was it like you were just kind of finding your zen state and everything was working out how how was that experience uh, well, so 
like I have, I have pretty bad anxiety, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my anxiety gets really bad, uh, especially, uh, well, mostly during the start of the tournament. So usually my first set is a little shaky, but it starts to get, as I get more comfortable, it starts to, you know, lessen. The anxiety starts to get a little easier, uh, a little easier to deal with the further I get in tournament, right? So my first set was actually punk. But uh, recently, you know, I lost to Punk like six tournaments in a row, man. I made so many top eights in TNS and can opener. I got second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh. I lost to Punk in so many of these tournaments. But uh, I figured out and, and like the there was a can opener uh, like the Tuesday before G League, right? And so I beat Punk in winner's finals. And then I barely lost to him in loser's finals. Mm-hmm. Um uh so sorry and and winner semis winner semis and then i I barely lost him in losers finals so i figured out i was like i know i've i felt like i had a good understanding of what punk likes to do and what he doesn't like to deal with so it's kind of like a player more than a character matchup thing Mm -hmm. so uh you know i had to play punk first and so i beat punk three to one uh the matches were still close but um you know i felt pretty good about that win uh, just because I was comfortable playing Punk as the player. Uh, I still don't like playing Cammy. I think if I was to say Luke has a bad matchup, that'd probably be his only slightly bad matchup in the game, Cammy. Um, but outside of that, uh, yeah, so so then I had to play Adam after that. And Adam, uh, my match versus Adam was a little more, uh, it, it was kind of tight. It went down to the third match, but it, uh, I won two rounds straight. In, or sorry, not the third match, the the fifth match, I think, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it was, uh, um, uh, first to three, right? So it went down to the fifth match or the sixth match. I, I can't count right now, but yeah. <laughs> the last match. <laughs> so the score was 2-2. Two, two. It went down to the last match. Let's keep it simple. And so I beat him two rounds straight, but it was it was kind of close. So the thing about Idom is that it's hard to get a read on him. He loves mm-hmm. doing wake-up uh, like four-frame, but then there, when you think he's going to do a wake-up four-frame, he'll just do like a super or something when you're trying mm-hmm. to media him. So it's hard to get a read on Idom. And at the same time, he's a momentum monster. So once he gets started, it's, it's hard to, you know, uh, uh, stop him, stop mm-hmm. his momentum. So that was a close set. I was a little nervous going into that last match versus Adam. I'm like, damn, this is kind of close, man. And honestly, I think Luke beats Manon, so he's doing great for it, for it being a bad matchup for her. So I was like, shit, I can't lose this. <laughs> so I, I, I beat Adam. Uh, in a close set then going uh, i had to fight because it was only an eight-man invitational mm-hmm. so the way the g league worked was bum had a series of tournaments called uh city of mayhem and mm-hmm. uh you got points for for you know placing top i think it was top eight or top 12 or something like top 13 in these tournaments so um so i i was like in the top seven or eight players with the highest points right and the rest of the players were the people in the in the g league the invitational so I actually won one of those tournaments too, but that one didn't have punk in it. So I was like, damn, I got to win a tournament with punk in it. Right. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, so after Adam, uh, I had to face JB and JB is one of my training partners. We play all the time and, and he plays Rashid and he, uh, Luke beats Rashid too. And he hates that matchup so much. So he, he hates playing me and I, I'm always comfortable playing Rashid cause it's, I can just jump in on him. And he can't do anything about it. Yeah. So 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 he picked Cammy in winners finals, and I'm like, all right. I know he's been <laughs> practicing a Cammy. I've played his Cammy before that. I just wasn't sure if he'd actually bring her out in tournament, mm-hmm. since he knows that's a hard matchup for me, right? So I beat him three to one. It was kind of convincing. It wasn't 
it wasn't too one-sided. It was still kind of close, some of the matches. So I beat him three to one. And then I was in grand finals, and JB uh, had to fight Punk in losers finals. And he beat Punk uh, in a close set. And then I had to face JB again in grand finals, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it went down. I was up two matches, and I got I got so, like, I could, you know, uh, um, what, what's that term they use with the sharks? You could smell the blood or see oh, the yeah, blood. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I'm right there. I'm about to win this tournament. I'm I'm gonna make like fifteen hundred dollars, win this trophy. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Uh, I've played JB before, so I got really impatient, and he actually brought it back and reset the bracket. Mm-hmm. It was the last round, and I tried to wake up super twice, and they didn't come out. I got hit by some overhead into a full combo, and I'm just like, ah, shit. And then going into the bracket reset. He won another match, so he won four in a row, and I'm just like, fuck, did he download me? And so I'm like, let me slow it down. You know, I took a second. I'm like, let me breathe. Let me let me get the nerves out. I was starting to feel real nervous now with the bracket reset. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> so um, so it, it was a great set, right? But I had to slow it down, and I realized what I wasn't doing was where Rashid has strings in his uh, – or sorry, gaps in his block strings. I wasn't interrupting those, and I was letting him get frame advantage and his turn all the time. So I just kind of started interrupting those and I like the momentum shifted in my favor and I won three in a row to win the tournament. So it it was a close set for sure. After the reset, especially I was like, damn, I was getting a little nervous. I'm like, "Uh Oh, he might win this. He's coming back. And he got this crazy comeback in the, for the reset too. And I'm just like, God dang. I'm like, and you know, I had, I had the, the stream chat open in a tab and I just look at the stream chat. I'm like, Oh, no. oh let's see these dudes reactions. <laughs> They're probably like, Oh, my. and that, that was making me more mad. I'm like, damn, like it was so close. Why did I let him get a crazy comeback on me? So yeah, I do get salty going back to that question, but um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it, it was honestly, it was a great experience being able to play. Um, you know, some of the best players in the country like that, that bracket had D- knuckle do Idom, uh, punk JB dual Kevin Noah, like it had literally uh, all the best players outside of a few of the West coast players. Yeah. But, um, so, so, you know, it, it was awesome. It was great. I even won a trophy. So yeah. I, you know, I had a, I had a great time. It was, it was a fun, uh, little invitational for sure. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, and I know, I know sometimes, like, especially like you were saying, like, you weren't able to beat, like, somebody like Punk or you would always have issues with somebody. Like, did, were you, like, when you, when you won, like, was there anything that was holding you back before you got your tournament win? Like, was there anything mentally that was like, oh, man, I just need to get a win and then, like, I'll be, I'll unlock, like, level, like, my brain or something. Like, was there anything that was, like, kind of holding you back before you won that is now feeling different? Yeah, I'd say, like you mentioned, right, punk was definitely one of the things I felt like was holding me back because at that point I, I have, you know, I beat literally every top player in tournament, everyone except for punk. Mm-hmm. Like I, I beat Knuckle Dune in a set. I beat Idom before I beat Mena. I beat Kaba, like every single top player except for punk. I just couldn't beat him. And, and, you know, I've had some close sets and then I've had some that were just straight washes, like, mm-hmm. like three O's. I got destroyed like six rounds straight in a couple sets. Right. And I'm just like, like, I can't, I can't figure this dude out. But, um, but being able to overcome that kind of like that mental block of, of just being able to beat punk, the, the only person who I hadn't beaten, been able to beat in a tournament set yet. 
then I was like, all right, now that I've overcome this, I was feeling confident. I was feeling good about my gameplay overall. Like, all right, maybe, maybe I am, you know, getting past my plateau. Maybe my gameplay, my development isn't as stagnant as I'm thinking it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So I need to give myself a little more credit. One thing I do is I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little hard on myself. Right. Like I, I don't give myself enough credit and I'm always like, you know, um, like, like, you know, you're, you're your own, uh, worst or best critic. Right. So I'm, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely like a little negative about it, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, but that's something I feel like I can, I need to kind of work on as well. There's things I think about that I need to work on as a player every day that I can, that can affect my game plan. I can improve in. So that's one of the things I need to be a little more confident, right? I lack confidence in a lot of these, these situations, confidence in myself. And it's, sometimes I want to blame the way, you know, I was nurtured and, and upbringing and, you know, having high expectations all the time and this and that. But I'm like, I'm like, that's an excuse. I need to just work on it myself and work on work on me as a person and not let other factors affect or, or, or cloud my my judgment. Right. Yeah. No. And uh, man, again, going back to how our brains are wired so similar, similarly, like a big lesson that I've been working on this year is like counting your wins. Right. Because like we're yeah, always like so tough sure. on ourselves, like you for were sure. saying that, like it tends mm -hmm. to wear us down to the point where like, you know, it does. It gets it gets bad. <laughs> so counting yeah, counting yeah, your wins is definitely like a big big deal. For sure, I, I agree, and I feel like anybody that feels that way that that feel as though you know, just because they didn't you know make top eight or didn't make top sixteen or whatever, they should still feel proud that they got that far. Or mm -hmm. even if let's say there's somebody who who goes zero and two all the time, and and now they got they went one and two or two and two, they should still you know, feel proud that they did good. Right. And this is for, for players that are struggling or that are having a harder time. It's, it's, you know, even for top players, it's baby steps, right? Yeah. You can't expect to go oh and two and then win a tournament, or you can't expect to make top, uh, get seventh and fifth and then get first right away. Sometimes mm -hmm. you got to climb the ladder. Right. So, yeah, so for sure, anybody who feels that way, they should definitely be more, um, you know, stop being so tough on themselves and, and be, you know, like you said, count your wins. 100%. Okay, so I have two more questions for you. Sure, sure, One sure. is uh, from our chat. Uh, is I know you mentioned, like, Punk was, like, the one person you couldn't beat. Like, is there anybody else? Like, who's the toughest opponent you've ever faced ever? Like, in your fighting game career, not just Street Fighter Six. Uh, fighting game career? <laughs> uh, all right, so I, I'll tell you, um, I'll give you two answers. Uh, I'll give you one for Street Fighter Five, and I'll mm -hmm. give you one for Street Fighter Six. Okay. For Street Fighter Five, man, this was during the Red Bull tournament when I, I beat Daigo, right? And, like, mm -hmm. people first found out about me. It was for the Red Bull. Um, it was before, like, the CPT North American Finals. They had that Red Bull, the Red Bull Last Chance Qualifier. Mm, yeah. And so um, that's the one I think RB won. And then he, he like went far in, in the uh, CPT finals or whatever. But anyways, in that tournament, I, I beat Daigo, right? And I was feeling like, okay, you know, I guess I, I, I'm pretty good. You know, I beat one of the Japanese gods. I was feeling kind of, I guess, uh, you know, hubris, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling too good. Like, like I'm that dude, right? <laughs> and so then <laughs> the next morning... Um, and, uh, the next morning, you know, Bonchan was in that tournament too, and I think he got third or second. He didn't he didn't make the cut for because the only one player qualified out of that bracket. Yeah. So I got fifth. I think uh, Snake Eyes got fourth, and like Bonchan got third or second or something like that. And RB won that tournament. Mm -hmm. um, but 
so I was like, you know, and the next morning they had this VIP lounge in the back behind like the, the main stage that had like three or four setups. And so, um, since, you know, me and it was me and punk. And so, uh, I was hanging out with punk that weekend and they were like, Oh, y'all are part of the competitors and y'all made top eight or whatever. You guys can, can go, go ahead, go to the back. We have some top players sitting there. And so Bonchan was sitting there and I, I've never faced him before. That was my first time, you know, seeing him or getting a chance to play versus him. And I'm just like, all right, you know, I know this guy from Street Fighter 4. He had a really good Saga. I'm, I, pre- I feel pretty good about this Nash matchup, Nash versus Nicali. Uh, and I'm like, all right, let me play him. Man, he beat the hell out of me. Like He beat the living dog shit out of me, dude. And so he, he beat me, I think it was like... It was seven, seven to one or seven to two, something like that. But I, when I tell you those seven matches, I think I got like one or two rounds out of nine matches. That's how bad it was. Outside of the wins, right? Outside yeah. the two, the two or one wins, uh, uh, the one win I, I think it was only one. Uh, but yeah, outside of those, I got like one round, dude. And I was just like, he read everything, and so I felt super demoralized because just the night before, I was feeling good about beating Daigo, and then I run into this this monster <laughs> of a player, and I'm just like, damn, what happened? I was like, I thought I was good, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going on YouTube, and I'm watching Phenom versus Bones, and I'm like, what is this guy doing that I wasn't doing? Why is he beating him? <laughs> and, you know, so it's, I'm like, damn, so I, and, and he just kept re. He had a good read on me. Like he knew when I went for command grab, when I'd go for it. He knew when I'd go for DP. He knew when I'd size more. He just read everything. Like he knew that matchup, uh, like so well. So that was one player who, who um, really like I, I've never lost that bad to. The second mm-hmm. player, uh, I'd say recently was I played Angry Bird. They, they were in LA recently, right? Yeah. And so I played Angry Bird and Big Bird both. Um, so and this was pretty this was a recent like probably a week or so ago so very recent mm-hmm. uh so i played angry bird and so the first time i played him i actually beat him 10 to 6 uh in the first to 10 and so i, I had work the next morning and it was like 2 a.m and i gotta wake up at 6 30 i'm like i gotta sign off dude let's play again if you're still in la he's like yeah I'll, uh he's like i'll um I'll be here for a week or whatever, and we can play tomorrow. And he's like, I, I definitely want to play more versus you. That dude went in the lab or and studied or something, man, because the next day we played, damn, he beat me like it was really bad, like 30 to 10 or something. Wow. And then so, yeah, like really bad. And I'm just like, damn, like what happened? And he he just he, he had a counter for everything I was doing the night before. He literally like studied the replays and went back and watched them uh, and, and had a counter for every one of my strategies that I was beating him with. Uh, like I was punishing his drive rushes with crouching strong and stand medium kick. And, and he started doing an early drive rush jab and then press roundhouse to to whiff punish my early crouching strong. You know, so there's so many mind game developments. I'm like, this dude's a genius. <laughs> and so so that was very recent where I felt like, damn, I, I got my ass whooped, and that was by Angry Bird. Damn. Yeah. Have you have you ever watched his content? I watched his uh, like uh, yeah. it was like a <laughs> I think it was like a. DJ guide that he posted on YouTube. He's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. really funny <laughs> without trying. To yeah, be yeah, yeah. He's hilarious. I know, right? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I've seen his. I, I I tune into their streams all the time. The birds. Yeah. And so I'm always like talking to them in the chat and stuff. But yeah, they're hilarious. Like they're 
they're always uh, like, and, and they're helpful too. They help out people in the chat. They give mm. them advice. If uh, they answer like all the questions and stuff. So, you know, um, I, I feel like other more people should tune into their streams because it's very educational. Um, but yeah, they're hilarious, man. They, they talk shit and, and it's funny as hell. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, giving other people advice, this is going to be my last interview question. Uh, for somebody who is new to fighting games, like street, they saw Street Fighter Six, they watched Evo, they started watching the G League, they want to get more involved with the FGC. In your opinion... What's the best way for somebody who is currently outside of the fighting game community to get into the fighting game community? Um, uh, you know, I, not not to sound like a chill, but I'm just gonna say, cop the meta. No, I'm just kidding. No, don't worry about <laughs> that. Was gonna be my. That, I was actually gonna bring that up next. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trolling, man. No, uh, the best way to get in, honestly, is just just buy the game, just pick it up. Um, just, just, you know, go through some of the, the beginner gu guides and character guides and stuff. And from there on, like, um, you know, after you go through the guides and you get familiar with the way fighting games work, I'd say just watch a lot of footage, man. Like, and, and, and there's a bunch of guides out there. It doesn't have to be top level, you know, because the advanced strategies, they won't make sense to you. Mm -hmm. So just watch a bunch of footage and 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 you know talk to players there's so many discords and channels and servers and there's so many outlets for players now with social media that it's really easy to get in touch with people who um you know uh, understand the game at a higher level and can help you out and they're willing to help you right 100%. and so so not only so watch footage just play the game uh see if you like it figure out what character you want or you want to play or you want to main and, you know, don't worry about tiers or anything, because as a new player, that, that stuff really won't matter. Tiers are for players at the highest level, right? Yep. So so don't worry about tiers and just play a character and see if you enjoy the game. Watch some footage. And, and there's a bunch of ways for you to communicate with other players who are willing to help. So just 100%. the first thing, first and like foremost, the, the best thing you can do is just buy the game and just start playing like right away. And you're going to get better. Like if, if, you, if you're committed to it and, and you want to get better, you want to get good at the game, you will get good at the game. It's just a matter of how much effort you're willing to put in. 100%. 100%. Uh, that's an amazing answer. I'm super happy you answered it that way. <laughs> uh, Vagabond, dude, I am so appreciative that you took the time to come chat. Um, I am so happy course, that no you've... Problem, I'm, so happy that, I'm so happy that you've had like the quote-unquote FGC glow up uh, with Street Fighter Six. I'm super happy to see you do well. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, and, I appreciate the opportunity. Nah, man. It's my my pleasure and my honor and pleasure. Uh, before we send you off, <laughs> where can people find you? Like, if somebody wants to go look up, uh, look up Vagabond, and if they want to like see like what you've been up to and what you do, wh where's the best place for them to go? Okay. Well, for starters, you have it on the screen there. Uh, my Twitter handle at vagabond underscore fgc. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not crazy active on there, but I'll, I try to be somewhat active just outside of every, you know, everything going on in my life. Um, so you can definitely hit me up on Twitter too. You know, my DMs are open. Uh, so if you want to message me about anything, um, you can also, uh, uh, there's, you can, I don't see, I have a, a Twitch channel and it's partnered too, but just my current living situation right now, I can't really stream at the moment. Uh, I do plan on hopefully streaming uh, maybe in like a year and a half or so, maybe two years at most. I do plan on getting back into streaming. 
So don't worry about the Twitch for now. So Twitter, and you can I, I do coaching as well. That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Let me do some some shilling. So I do do coaching. Um, and and so you know I coach all ranks, all characters. It doesn't matter. Uh, so even if you're you know silver, iron, gold, platinum, whatever, uh, we can still help you. Um, uh, so I do I do coaching. I have a Metafy page. If you go to the Street Fighter page, you'll find me on there. Uh, on the on the main page for Street Fighter Six, so I do do Metafy coaching as well if you need help, uh, and that'll be more detailed help, obviously, than awesome. something like answering a, a Twitter question or something like that. But yeah, a hundred percent. Um, any any final words before we split? Is there any wisdom you would like to throw out to the people? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Luke is B tier. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Luke, Luke is he's top three. But yeah. Um. And nothing, nothing really, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thanks for the opportunity. And, no. uh, you know, I, I, I plan on staying consistent. Um, I plan on uh, eventually dropping Luke when Akuma comes out, if Akuma is, is stronger than Luke. But, yeah, that's that's the character I'm looking forward to. But other than that, yeah, just, just you know, play Street Fighter Six. It's pretty good. Um, and just have a good time, right? Don't, don't take the MR grind too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to do though. Yeah, try That's not impossible. to. It, it is. It is. It is. It's 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 very toxic. But yeah. Anyways, but that that's it for me, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, you. Yeah. Thank you again for taking the time, man. I'm sure I'll see you at some events next year, if not this year. So we'll we'll yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'll be at I'll be at Evo for sure next year. So let's let's link up there. Hell yeah. We'll go grab like a drink or something or a meal. Sounds great. Sounds great, man. See awesome, you around, man. buddy. Thank you. Yep. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Alrighty. Peace. All right, ladies and gents, Vagabond uh, at Vagabond underscore FGC on the Twitters. Um, I'm so happy he took the time. Like I said, man, I told you guys before he came on, super nice dude. Uh, so I'm super happy that he took the time to come hang out with us and uh, chill, as it were. Chat, my fellow co-hosts, as it were, over here. Uh, this brings us to the end of today's episode of Best of Five. I want to thank you all for hanging out and for chilling out uh, here on the stream. And for those of you that are listening to this on our SoundCloud or Spotify or iTunes podcast, Apple podcasts, whatever. Thank you all for listening. If you don't mind, for those of you that do listen to the podcast, if you guys want to drop us a review, uh, if you want to you know, click the five star button, as it were, because obviously that's the only uh that's the only like rating that you can give this show. We're only five stars here. I'm kidding. But if you could drop us a review uh, on those podcast like things, uh, that'd be super duper appreciated. For those of you that are here on the Twitch, uh, you can check out our videos on YouTube. Uh, you can check out more of our content on the Twitters, on all our socials. If you type exclamation point socials in the chat, you'll get a link. Um, and for those of you that are on the YouTubes, uh, thank you for watching. Uh, click the thumbs up. And comment below what you, color is your favorite Akuma. I don't know. Anyway, everybody, dude, thank you so much for uh, for hopping on, uh, chilling out with us tonight. I'll be back on tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Central Time. We'll play a little bit of Street Fighter Five or Street Fighter Six, I'm sure. Um, and we'll go catch up with some more FGC news and stuff. So thank you, everybody, for watching. This has been another episode of Best of Five. Thank you to Kwanzai for the resub. 70 months in a row. Damn. Is that...
is that like a uh, an even year? No. 72 is 11 or 6 years. I don't I can't ma What the fuck ever. Dude, uh Vagabond dude, thank you so much everybody go follow his Twitch even if he doesn't stream. When he does stream, you'll know where he's at. So go follow him. Oh, dude, it's okay. It's it's Elon. Elon, like uh like the guy who makes Tesla, but I'm not a giant asshole. Uh but that's fine. Honestly, I went through college, so I've heard every wrong pronunciation of my name, and it does not bother me. Uh, I'm super duper happy you were on, Vagabond. Thank you so much. Thank you, chat. I am going to go edit this. So I'll see y'all tomorrow morning. Until then, goodbye. Here is... Here's the outro. Goodbye. <laughs>